Lisa Stansfield, Change on SAFM. Remember what she did at the Freddie Mercury Tribute Concert? That was goosebump stuff. You with SAFM, let's go into our next guest today is Lebohang Paka, President of the Midrand Rovers Sports Development. Lebohang, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Uh, I just want to make sure I've got the, the right Twitter account. It's MAROVA2013, right? That's right. MAROVA2013. Okay. Because that's a new one that kind of opened a little while ago. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We've got our old Facebook page, but on Twitter we're new. Okay. What are you putting on the Twitters at the moment? Well, we, we post updates of our games, our matches, and, and our community initiatives that we do. So mm. our, educa- our academic program. And we're also going to post our future stuff, like our arts program that we want to start. So everything we do, our activities are all on there. All right. I'm looking forward to finding out all about that in a moment. Lebohang sure. Paka is our guest, president of the Midrad Rovers Sports Development. We're going to find out what he does and find out about everything, including arts on a sports show. It's next. SAFM. Prime time all day long. Lebohang Paka, president of the Midrand Rover Sports Development, joins us now. Lebohang, I was, I was told at one point you nearly gave up with this initiative that you started. I actually wanted to, not so long ago, actually. Um, hey, the challenges we face are just too much. Eh? I just felt like um, the people who were actually doing this for the most, who actually were doing this on their behalf, mm-hmm. were just not supportive enough. And I just felt like there's too many wars to fight to achieve this. And... I just wanted to give up because I understand if we have to face financial problems mm. and stuff, but you shouldn't have to face things like not having a facility to use when the community facility is there. You shouldn't have to face the school SUB fighting against you when you're helping them, you know. So I just, ah, I was I was in a rough patch in my going through a rough patch and, ah, but I fixed my mind up and I just remembered who we're doing it for and it's, it's just not going to work. We're too far in to go back. <laughs> it's a difficult thing when, when you say, listen, I want to help you and I'll kind of do it for free. People go, what's the, you must want something from us. And that's what people don't understand. I, there's nothing for us to gain from doing what we do for the youth. Um, if anything, we lose more. I mean, I've lost a, my career. I've sure. given up my career to try to push this. And because I really, really genuinely believe that if we can do this, the benefits of it will be for everyone. Mm. Instead mm. of me personally just having a career on my own, I just decided to invest in these young people. And if we, if, if we put in proper structures, professional structures, and we try to do it for them, um, the benefit for the nation is greater. So when you face um, issues from leaders like the municipality and SDBs, I just felt like, no, man, we can't work like this. When I gain nothing from it except um, the best times of the year, when they call you at Christmas and you can, when they send you messages of appreciation, that's when you remember why it matters. When you see the team pull on that jersey for the first time. When they put on the jersey, when they post on their socials, you see what, this, what it means to them. They always post on my family, my this, my that. And what these people don't understand that it's more than sports. What we do is not just sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these kids, this is the family they never had. This is where they get to get recognition. This is where they matter. So us giving up is actually we're, we're, we're going to put them in more jeopardy than the people who are, who, we actually ought to be giving up on, which is the leaders who are not helping us, not the kids. All right, let's start at the beginning, Lebohang. What career did you give up and why did you start Midrand Rovers? Well, um... I, I was telling the school, the, 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 the metric kids I was speaking to at the school two months ago, um, I actually gave up a job at, 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 I worked at Mazda as a salesperson and moved to Audi 
in combined in that career, and that was my third job. So I'll say it's my proper job, mm. actually. I used to earn between forty and 60,000 rand a month. <laughs> but I just felt in 2016, like, I can't do both anymore. And I needed to invest in, in, in the, the sports project I was trying to do. It, all, at that time, it was only sports. And so I quit. It was a, it was a maverick um, 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 decision, but I did. I, I just quit and decided I'm going to build this. I didn't imagine it would be as hard as, I, as it is now. <laughs> but I just thought it would work out, and I took a chance. So I quit my sales career to, to be a coach and run sports. Why? Um, at the time, what was happening was I saw the potential for it to grow. I feel like the dream I have and the plan we were trying to work on as a team was far greater than the career would do for me. I thought I was just going to quit, open an academy tomorrow. Because it's a great idea and it's for the people, <laughs> everyone would just fall in and support it. And within a year, we'll be self-sustained. And every age, it didn't work like that. But the club did grow. We did win the league. We were the first to get to SAB in, 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 our, in our township. In fact, in our township, we are actually... We are a big deal where I'm from. Mm-hmm. We matter. We like nobody everybody knows us mm-hmm. and 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 when I look at what we've built with nothing, actually it was absolutely worth it. And there was no way it was gonna happen while I'm while I was still at work. And because I'm an idealist, you know when you read about all these great people who tell you what they gave up to have what they I just thought idealism was the way, so if I just do this mm-hmm. it's gonna work out because it's a good thing. But yeah, I learned I learned it's not that simple. It's, it's, it, these things take time. Okay, so did you start with the sports side of it, right? Yeah, so when we started as just a soccer team, my thing was back in 2012, I saw some kids smoking at the tuck shop. And I just figured, how can these kids not be bothered looking I'm around them? They're about 10, 12 years old and they're just smoking. So I thought I'd just start a soccer thing and keep kids entertained. Before I knew it, I got attached to them and I started to want to know what, how they're doing in school and what we can do more in terms of academics and balancing with the, with, with the sports. And I started to want to do more with sports. I started to, to want to know the levels of sport. How far can we go? Can we actually get to the PSL? I started to see what sport means to people in general, the entire society we live in. And it was from there that actually I started to want to do more with it. And, and I started to introduce netball because I figured we need to do for the girls what, to do for the, what we do for the boys. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it grew to a point where now... We're actually now a non-profit organization. It's not about sports anymore. Now we're a social development organization, and we use sports. We use sports to fuse sports um, and academics together to build society together. So now I understand that not all kids can play sport. So now we we, want to introduce arts. So we want to introduce dance, choirs, Hmm. all these other things. The plan, the ultimate plan is there should be no child in our community who is not involved in an organized structure like us. Not one. So we need to open up programs for all of them to be involved doing something in an organized structure because I understand the importance of, of belonging to something that, that can help you build your character properly. Yeah. But yeah, I was born from just sports and just liking soccer to actually becoming a non-profit where, where it's about the society now. How do you drive social change with sport? Okay. So one thing that we need to understand in South Africa especially is that nothing matters more to people. The one common factor that brings everyone together is sport. There is no more powerful thing than that. And so our plan is if we can use sport to get the community engagement that we have now. I mean, when we play every match, the stadium is full. Mm. If we can use that community support and these kids participating because they love sport. 
and we use it to as a to to say that look because you love sport if you want to keep playing i need you to perform like this in school so the american version of the student athlete program that they have there so we do that type of thing and with the arts as well because sport is one thing everybody loves so if we use it as a condition to say you do this and you do this academically um, you can play. Right. So, but but for it to fester and grow, we need to the, the programs we have need to be world class. It shouldn't just be a program. And that's why I'm so stressed when they don't allow us to use the stadium and stuff. Because how do you inspire kids training on the street? It's a nice story to tell on radio, but in reality, kids don't like that. You, you don't sh- <laughs> you're not showing them that they can actually be successful or learn anything from doing this. What sort of support staff do you have to keep you going? Well, I've got volunteers. I've got a good group group of volunteers, some of my friends from when I was young and others uh, we met along the way. Um, I've got coaches, I've got uh, stati- statisticians, I've got administrators. We've got a whole team that I've built up. I've handpicked a group of really great people who do it for free. Mm. We all work for free. And we just we just trying to build a, a seriously a world-class organization. I mean, we're in the SAB level now, which mm. is the fourth tier of professional football in South Africa. Um, and we're trying to run our SAB club like a PSL club, right. even with nothing. So, so, so small details like making sure that there's a guy who's in charge of action uh, 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 shots at the game. There's a guy who takes stats. There's someone who uploads on social media. There's someone who makes sure every reg- all their registrations are in order. Sure. Like I'm trying to professionalize this as best as possible so that they understand that we're not playing with this. Mm. We need to be ahead of what everybody else is at the moment just so that we can prepare and plan for where we're trying to go with it. So we want to behave like where we ought to be in the future now. We want to start practicing for that. And, 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 and the team I have around me, I must say, is excellent. The guys, for free, people are really working because I'm not a nice person to work with. I mean, <laughs> but, but, I mean, they're here. They've been here for so many years. We've been doing this since 2013. So, and I've generally had the same people till now. I love that attitude of practice like it's like it's a real thing. It's almost like you're practicing for when you get into the PSL. Absolutely. Look, I've, I've had great mentors in my life, and, and I think that was my cheat in life. I had great parenting, and I had really great mentors, my teachers and stuff. And one thing I got from them is preparation is key. So with this as well, I'm trying to give these young people what I got so that they can get the cheat too. Um, and, 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 and so the only way to do that is through preparation. We need, to, we need to act like what we want to be before we become it and not wait first. Uh, that, uh, I see you're followed by Dr. William Kize. Well done. That's impressive. Ah, thank you. Uh, thank yeah, you. Right. You're not just followed by anybody. You're followed by the doctor. The, do- the doctor at the moment. Uh, that, that, must, that must be a little boost because that's what you're doing. You're saving people's lives. A- actually. A- you know what, um, John? In our community in Rubberidge, um, drugs are a really big thing. And so people don't understand that it's not sports. Like I'm saying, there's kids who have lost their mothers. There's, I've, I've generally grew up uh, well. I've had medical aid. We've never, I've never been to hospital, been sick or anything. But through the club, I've had to go to hospital to help some of these kids who have been in queues. I've done extreme things. Um, in, in our club because of the society we come from. And so when you make it hard for people like us to mm. do what we mm. do, the effects are far greater than kids are not playing sports. These, once kids are, get addicted to drugs, we need to understand that you're not going to get them back easily. 
So let's prevent that from happening first. So if people like Zulim Kiza are following us, the great minister, I mean, hopefully we'll get to the right ears and the right people <laughs> will come to our aid and we can keep doing what we're doing and increase the reach. My guest is Debohang Parker, president of the Midrand Rovers Sports Development. Uh, when, when you say... When, when you say you're not getting support from the community, do they explain why? Well, the community members actually support what we do. The parents love it. At first it wasn't like that, but it took time to build the grassroots for that. Now community members come. But the problem is we train on the patch of road with more than 100 kids, soccer, netball, everything, in front of a stadium that's built for the community but we can't use. I'm baffled. I mean, I don't understand why they can do something like that. We moved to the school that we've we've done so many things for the school to try to help them because I understand the importance of us partnering with schools. Mm. And now we've understood, we've been taken out of the school because the SGP, the chairperson SGP, just feels like we we we're not benefiting the school. So things like that, I just don't understand. I mean, this is a small thing I'm asking for. You know, give us these facilities so that I can go ask people for money to sponsor us to do this. But now you're training on the street. Mm. Who wants to sponsor you? I mean, to run an SAB club costs us almost 100000 for that team only a season. Who's going to give you 100000 when you say you want to be a PSL club on the street? Mm, mm. And, the, and are the PSL clubs supportive? No, uh, honestly, no, no. I've... I, I've I've tried as many as I can to send emails and everything, but I understand, I guess maybe everybody's just got a lot on their plate. <laughs> but no, no, I, I, I can't lie. We've got support from people like um, um, the Fury Midrand, who I used to work, my former employers at mm-hmm. Mazda. Um, they used to sponsor us before. Puleng Tech, there's a guy called Steve, um, uh, Steve James at Puleng Technologies. Yeah, he supported us. Those are about the only two people who have supported us, actually. Look, before we've gotten, like, Tiger Wheel and Tires has given us some T-shirts, some soccer balls before, but we don't really have medium to long-term sponsors, which mm. is actually what's required to build the programs we need to build long-term. It's, it's amazing that, you know, it's, is there a point, I, I know we spoke about giving up, but is there a point when you lie in bed now and you think, like, I, I realize I'm doing it for the good, but maybe I should fob this off on somebody else and, and let the community handle it themselves? Liz, um, my best friend and I actually speak about that all the time. Uh, my mother's probably listening. She shouldn't hear this. But, but I'm almost 30. I'm going to be 30 in a year and a half or so. Who am I going to marry if I'm going to tell them that I'm running around with kids and I don't make a cent? I'm never going to have kids. When am I? Like, I, I feel like that a lot. Yeah. But I, the sense of duty is just too big. I can't allow that to... To, to happen you know I, we can't stop i've gone too far i've given up too much it's co- it's cost me all the in my working life i've spent every cent on this organization mm-hmm. so it owes me too much i can't give up on it Lebukang, what's what's the big goal uh, when you want this team to be in the psl have you set a time limit on it well the plan was we, we were supposed to be at sab level next year actually so okay. we did it two years in advance we're ahead of schedule but the plan is we want to get to the psl in five to ten years but here's why i'm not in a rush to get to the psl if i haven't built the structures required right. the plan is i want to at our level even if we could be, let's say we get my dream is tomorrow we get sponsors somebody says i'll buy land i'll build you a training facility and the stadium and we'll be the first club in the country to own their own stadium and let's <laughs> say it's a ten thousand seater stadium mm-hmm. i want to guarantee that whether we are in the psl or not the stadium is full every single game there's ten thousand people i can guarantee 
will come watch us. And the only way to do that is, is to take the time and, and, and breathe the club into everybody's veins. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not in a rush to just get to the PSL. I'm in a rush to be the best uh, SAB club in the country, not just here. And, and that's my plan, because if we do that, people will support you because they know you from here. So by the time you get to the PSL, there's no question, because I want to follow the English model. I want to fill the stadium up every match. Mm, mm. And that's how we ought to be able to sustain ourselves, because I want every person who lives in this community or surroundings to have a club photo in their house. <laughs> because yeah. they are rovers, because of what we might have done or contributed to the community and therefore impacted mm. their lives. So that's more what I'm worried about, the quality of it. And then I know when we do that, getting to the PSL is not going to be difficult. So you, you want fans to be mid Grand Rovers supporters first and then Chiefs or Pirates or some other club? Absolutely. Right. I want them to support us first. You shouldn't live here in Midrand or surroundings and support Kaiser Chiefs or Orlando <laughs> support Rovers. <laughs> we are here for you. Which is closest? Sundown's closest, right? Sundown's here. It's nearby Tlorco. But they're Mami Lodi, so I, I'm not, I don't know if they're a Pretoria club or a Midrand club. But yeah, <laughs> let's count them too. I want people to come to us. Uh, it's great chatting to you, Lebokhang. Where's the best place to find out what you guys do and how you do it? Facebook. We're on Facebook. Um, also, Marova on Twitter and on Instagram. That's where we are. And please don't hesitate. I've got a team that sits specifically on our social media team. Mm-hmm. Any question, they'll respond to you instantly. So if people want to engage or have a chat with me or anything, you can tell the team on the on, on our Facebook page or, or, or Twitter and Insta, and you can get a hold of us and we can have a chat and if you need information about what we're doing. And if somebody's got a million bucks lying around, you'll be able to help them with that. Yeah, come with it tomorrow and see what we can do with it. I mean, we've <laughs> done it with zero. Imagine with a million. You're an inspiration. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you so much, John. Really appreciate it. Debo Khang Paka, president of Midrand Rovers Sports Development. Get involved.